Welcome to the Genuine Admissions Podcast, where we talk to members across our community about all things Loomis. My name is Amy Thompson. I'm the Dean of Enrollment, and I am also your podcast host. Hello, this is Amy Thompson, the Dean of Enrollment at Loomis Chafee, and I am so excited to be here today with three of our incredible ISAs, otherwise known as International Student Ambassadors at Loomis. And I am going to have them introduce themselves really quickly, and we're going to spend the next half hour or so talking in depth about what it means to be a student at Loomis Chafee. Um, and specifically what it means to be an international student at Loomis. And there are particular um, rewards and challenges and journeys that are a little bit different if you are coming from across the globe. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing what they have to say and having a, a great conversation today. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. And I'm first, I'm going to kick it to Amara and she's going to introduce herself to you. Okay. I'm Amara Gill. I'm a sophomore and living in the Richmond dorm. I'm on varsity diving team and I'm a tour guide. And where are you from? Oh, and I'm from Dubai. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I also just have to point out, this is the last week of our winter term. And the fact that our students have taken time out to come and talk to you is just greatly appreciated. So thank you. Okay. I'm going to kick it over to you, Monica. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Monica. I'm a junior here at Loomis. I live in Palmer. I'm a tour guide, obviously an ISA. And I also play the flute in both chamber music and wind ensemble here. And I'm from Korea. Excellent. Thank you so much. Awesome. Taizo. Hi, my name is Taizo. I'm from Japan. Uh, I'm in the 11th grade and I produce music professionally. Um, and I'm also in ISA. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I think one of the things about doing this podcast this particular time, it does remind me, and it's March 1st and in nine days, we're going to be releasing admissions decisions at Miss Chafee to a new batch of Pelicans. And I would love for the three of you to think back a little bit, um, to, that time in your life, you know, you were waiting for those decisions to come in. How did you get to that point? What was it that made you decide to take such a big leap in your life? For me, I spent my first 14 years um, in a public school in Japan, and I had no interaction with any American or English speaking culture. However, when I, when I first went into an international middle school in Japan. I've had a culture shock of how great the language is and how great the culture is. And in that school, my teacher recommended me to go to a boarding school since she thought that I would be more successful in a boarding school. And that was around four months before the deadline of the application. What did you think when they first suggested it to you? I was really hesitant mm -hmm. at first, but as I did my research, I wanted to know more about the school. I went through the school website, school social media. I did the virtual tour guide since it was COVID when mm -hmm. I applied. Mm -hmm. 
So I had a little bit of a different experience than any, uh, any other students. It was a really tough change for me studying to go to a boarding school and preparing. But in the end, I'm really glad that I made this huge decision in my life. I have one more follow-up question for you before I ask your peers the same question. How did your parents feel about the idea of you going to boarding school? Was it something that you brought up to them initially? Or tell us a little bit about that. For me, I have, again, a little bit of a different situation where my parents cannot speak any English at all. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know the difference. So they just let me do my thing. And they're really open about making this decision. And I did all of the application process by myself to not give any work to my parents. Excellent. So, and here you are. Yeah. And we're so lucky to have you here. So thank you so much for sharing that journey with us. Monica, you want to talk a little bit about yours? Yeah. So, um, like Taizo, I was also in a public school back in Korea, but I was there till elementary school. And actually when I got into middle school, seventh grade, I did not move to America, but I decided to go to a boarding school in America. It's in Massachusetts. It's similarly a boarding school like Loomis. And I made that choice and it was 100% my choice. My parents really, they didn't contribute to my choice because they were also really open to my choices. And the reason why I wanted to discover and move into America as a boarding school student, even though I'm kind of going far from my home, was because I didn't know how it felt like to be independent at all. Mm. And I just thought that maybe experiencing boarding school life in general, like, it just allows me to kind of see myself better without my parents' help and guidance. Mm -hmm. Although I know that it's, it would be helpful and better with parents next to me. Mm -hmm. I just thought that it's just a whole new experience. And I really just wanted to know how it feels like to be exposed in an independent environment, how far I can get through to reach my goals mm -hmm. as being independent student. You know, we hear that theme so much during interviews when we talk to students, especially ones from further away, about wanting that um, that experience to, you know, which is, is a risk, right? To be on your own and to learn about who you are as an individual away from your family in a different different country and a different culture. And we're going to get to a little bit more about that in a moment when we talk about transition. You know, is that... Has that been easy? Has that been difficult? You know, it sounds great in theory, but when you're actually doing it, what does it feel like? So thank you for sharing that because I think we're going to hit on that theme again. Mara, is there something you'd like to share that's a little different or similar about what we just heard? Yeah, I think for me, um, I brought up the like, idea to my parents and they were definitely hesitant at first and they suggested to come to America for boarding school. And as soon as I like started looking at like schools, um, I think it was the best option for me. Like, uh, growing up in Dubai, like, I was quite sheltered from, like, different cultures, different communities. And, you know, as soon as I saw this idea, it was definitely, like, something I was interested in. So knowing that, and the three of you were all very kind and not saying, you know, that um, what made you choose Loomis Chafee in particular, and we're not here to, you know, to, to compare Loomis to other places, but I'm wondering if there's anything in particular that you can talk about when you, it did come to, to choice time, because many of our, uh, the people who are listening to this will be in that situation fairly shortly. So the types of things that you were considering when you were considering actually saying yes, Anything in particular that you can think about? Mm -hmm. For me, it was Loomis's community um, and the people. When I did the drive-in tour, like the community was definitely the biggest thing I saw in the school and just everyone was so welcoming. And like, that was definitely the biggest thing for me when I 
was choosing between boarding schools. Mm -hmm. And of course you're referring to the drive-through tour that we did when we yeah. had, I think it was, it, that must've been spring of, oh my goodness, I can't believe I can't remember now, but it's 2020, run and yeah. run, right? Yes, yes, when we couldn't actually have our preview days, right? I'm glad that you liked it. <laughs> um, I chose Lewis because the balance between academic and athletics is definitely one of them. And a lot of students say high school is really hard. Yes, it is hard, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's extremely challenging. It's because we have a given amount of time to work. Mm -hmm. So for international students, usually we're mostly boarders. And if you get exposed to those environment, we have this thing called study hall. And that kind of just allows us to prepare what we're really getting through as an academic student. So all that time management and the schedule here was really ideal for me personally. And the balance in between, of course, that was one of the reasons why I chose Loomis. And definitely what, like Amara said, the community itself is really warm and the teachers were really welcoming. I still remember how Mr. Smith interviewed me and he was really nice to me. You know, he never like was hesitant to answer all my questions. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's definitely one of the reasons why. I would choose Loomis. Excellent. Thank you. Hazel, you had a little different experience, I think, because you did not, did you have a chance to see Loomis Chafee before you said yes? No. Right. So how did you, how did you figure that out? My answer is not going to be a model answer. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But to be completely honest, I just chose the school because of the good vibe it gave off from just from looking yeah at the campus virtual campus tour and the yeah. website and the social media yeah that the school had mm -hmm. and visiting other boarding schools through athletics and other events mm -hmm. after coming into Loomis mm -hmm. now that I think back I think that I've made the best decision since Loomis is such a great community and a great school. Thank you. Well, we think you did too. <laughs> so, um, so, but it is interesting, right? Because uh, everyone has a different type of a journey and everyone's journey is, is uniquely their own. And certainly the, once you actually get to campus and then have to transition into being a full-time student here, that's your own journey as well. And so I'm wondering if you can think back a little bit you know, you're, you're in the summer, you're getting ready to go to Loomis for the first time. And, um, I know that you as ISAs actually play a role as well with new students. So I'm wondering if, if, um, someone could talk a little bit about just your own journey of transition into the school, but also if we could get a little bit of information about the role that the ISAs play around that time would be helpful too. Definitely like transitioning into a boarding school is challenging because you're basically going far away from home. But that's why ISAs are here to help you kind of settle in school. Obviously, being far from home, home food and all that good stuff from home, like it's just really tiring and sad to talk about. And the ISAs are there to adjust and kind of help you. So as an ISA, you'll need to come to school three or two days earlier, I think. Yeah. So when you come two to three days early, that's a time where you could hang out with your new students and your cohorts. And that process itself allows the ISAs to get closer and get to know the new students. And that already kind of helps students to feel more welcomed. And they're really th starting to think that, oh, we have someone to at least talk to when we have any concerns. So, for example, you will need to know which building you're going to go to for the courses that you've chosen. And ISAs are obviously the answer to that. You can always ask them. And as I mentioned this before, and, and I always talk about this in the tour, we are um, probably like big brothers and big sisters or any allies that you could find in our school and one of the easy places you could find. 
Excellent. That's a great example and a great explanation of what ISAs do. ISAs also, I know, work pretty closely with Mrs. Pond. I'm wondering if one of you could talk a little bit about her role on campus. So um, before you come to Loomis, Ms. Pond will send you an email, like asking like who, like who you are, what kind of things you like. You get email from your ISAs. And throughout the year, when I first came to Loomis, um, we set up meetings and um, talked about classes, how school's going. Um, how like we are dealing with homesickness, all those things. And as I say, our, ro- our role is to like manage events. Um, we like talk about um, our students and like how they are doing. Um, yeah, it's just like Miss Pond's just really good with like making sure the international students are doing like okay and like how we can make them feel more at home. We're also here to hear any new students complains about jet lag and the mm-hmm. food. And mm-hmm. because we have so much experience in this school, like Monica mentioned, how we're like a big brother and big sister. We're always here to support the new students. And you're meeting with Mrs. Pond like once a week, right, to mm-hmm. help to provide feedback. There's a lot of ISAs, I feel like. How, do you know the total number that there are, I guess? 30. Yeah, like 30? Around 30, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, I think that that's a great reflection of just, you know, the seriousness with which students take that role and the care and consideration that there is as a community to want to help. Right. It's that whole best self to common good. Right. Those are our values. Um, and it definitely shows itself within this community. I mean, I've also been impressed with the fact that, you know, the ISAs I know have met with Dr. Colbert to, you know, to have that. She's very interested in hearing from you as leaders, as a voice for international students on campus. Um, and I know we, we haven't talked about this, but I'm wondering if any of you have any, uh, would be comfortable sharing anything that, uh, for example, that you've talked about with her or with Mrs. Pond about things that are, are you know, that international students um, want to be heard around campus issues or um, concerns or, you know, or positive things. What, do, what is Loomis Chafee doing well? What does Loomis Chafee need to need to do better? I mean, let's, you know, let's get into it. A major thing that we always have this conversation with Ms. Pond is the cultural events and traditions that um, we hold at Loomis. We recently held the Chinese Lunar New Year celebration. Yes. And in May, we're gonna celebrate the Children's Day, mm-hmm. which are celebrated in multiple countries. Mm-hmm. And Miss Pond always thinks about every culture and every tradition mm-hmm. to be heard at Loomis. And she she also wants every student on campus to experience that culture. And I think that we as ISAs and Miss Pond has been doing a great job mm-hmm. um, at promoting those events and creating those opportunities to spread the culture and traditions from all around the world. Yes, I think that's very true. And I think that, you know, I've been here for 16 years and we've had international students at Limas Chafee for a very, very long time. And uh, as is true with many U.S. boarding schools, right? But I won't go so far as to say that, um, it's always been, I think, as visible in terms of the diversity of culture that international students bring to the institution and making sure that it's something that the entire community appreciates, is involved in, and 
and is educated on. And I do think that, uh, that, uh, this is an area that I know I've seen, um, significant growth in, in such a positive way. And it gets all of us excited about being at boarding schools. This is why we are at boarding schools is to learn and to be, uh, around students from around the country and around the world. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. I think that's an excellent example. Monica, you were going to say something? Yeah, um, I was going to say something similar, but um, getting kind of serious, um, like there are some events or outside of school regarding like Asian mass shooting or a lot of different yes. sensitive events outside of school. And she's aware that it's obviously not like an entertaining event at all. It's really you have to kind of be serious and get mm-hmm. down to it. Yep. And she's always open to all of us if we have any concerns regarding those events mm-hmm. and any like like any emotions regarding that event. And I love how she brings it up to students individually, not too open to it at all. Like she just checks in and it's really more of like a casual talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I love how she tries to focus in those small events that we would not be even be able to like care about because we're so busy, but she still checks on every single event that happens outside of school that has to do with the Asian or international culture. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Again, that care and concern that doesn't, it's not always fun, right? I mean, there, there are serious things that are happening in, in the United States and in the world as well that we have to, that happen off of our, off of our island here. For me, I was struggling a bit at the beginning of the year with like some classes and she really just came in to check on me. And I think it was a great resource. Like you have your advisor, but really having Miss Pond, like caring about like some international student needs, it's really important. And also like the jet lag parties we'll have, I think, those are also like really good because um, when we come back to campus, we're just like really tired and those really do help. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back to what Monica mentioned mm-hmm. about how Miss Pond constantly reaches out to us mm-hmm. for any event. Mm-hmm. Um, an example um, that I would like to raise is when we had a pretty huge earthquake in Japan she reached out to all of the Japanese students mm-hmm. and she wrote a really well thought email about mm-hmm. how she's concerned and if there's anything that she could do to mm-hmm. help us. Mm-hmm. And after reading that email, I just was so happy and yeah. I just wanted to um, acknowledge how she, how much she cares about us and the community. Right. That it's more than just what you do here at Loomis Chafee, that you have a life outside of Loomis Chafee back at home. So I'd love to touch a little bit about that and those connections to home, uh, because of course it's, you know, you're a long way from home. So, you know, the, uh, the issues regarding, uh, homesickness, you know, staying connected to home, you know, can, any particular advice for students or challenges that you face and how you worked through them or anything like that? Um, so during parents weekend, um, obviously it's really helpful for some international students' parents to come over here and Miss Pond will always make sure that you're doing something, you're not bored. Um, she'll put on like events, some dinners, she'll order some food for us and that's just like a really great way to show like there are some people that like care, like everyone's like with their families and it's just like a really like nice thing and yeah, I think that's really important mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of time during the day, during lunch that you can like call your parents. And I think staying connected is like always like an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. For me, home food is definitely one of the things I miss the most. Mm-hmm. And obviously there aren't any perfect Korean ideal food that my mom cooks here around school because it's 
from my mom and by my mom. <laughs> so it's a little hard to find a similar one. But Miss Pond really helps that a lot. Like I appreciate her a lot because she organizes fall banquet and we actually had winter banquet like a day ago, right? Yesterday we had a winter banquet and she organized- And I'm sorry, just to clarify, this is a winter banquet for international students, all international yes. students or just ISAs or- Yeah, yeah, yeah. all international okay, students. Okay, got it, got it. So we are all invited mm -hmm. and she, doesn't order just like one type of food obviously from various different countries and i love how she still organizes this when it's like in between the ears it's not even like a special holiday or event that has to happen but she still manages to take care of all students and kind of order those similar food that we will probably miss and also for those food options that she will order she asks to the student what they would prefer mm -hmm. prefer to eat so yeah like those small stuffs mm -hmm. also really helps to kind of feel like home, a little closer to home, even though it's not perfect, she still tries a lot to kind of manage all of that together. Well, I'm definitely going to have to have Mrs. Pond hear this podcast <laughs> so that she knows how much she's appreciated all the hard work that, that she does to support our international students. I'd love to sh uh, shift gears just a little bit and talk a little bit about your journey through Loomis Chafee so far in terms of, has there been anything that's that has, you know, as you look back, we talk about it being kind of a transformational experience, right? Going to boarding school, especially in this time in your lives. Is there anything that you've learned about yourself that you, risks that you've taken, new things that you've experienced, things that you might not have thought about before coming here, the youth might've thought, I never thought I would have done that, or I would have experienced that, or ways in which you've grown that we can talk a little bit about. Before coming to Loomis, English was my worst subject and I hated English. <laughs> I don't think we knew that about you. <laughs> and although I hated it, I thought I spoke well and I wrote well while I was at, I was in Japan. Right. However, coming to Loomis, being an international student and not being fluent in the language mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. The first year English class was really tough for me since it was also the COVID time and we had classes over Zoom and right. I couldn't have much interactions with other students as well as my teacher. But even though um, I had some obstacles on my way, my teachers really helped me better my English skills and everything in general regarding English, especially. And now um, I've had five different English teachers until now because during the COVID times, I had three different English teachers and all of those teachers were really supportful. And right now English is my favorite subject. And I personally think that my level of English has gone up so much to the point that it's mm -hmm. almost on the same level as a native speaker. And I think that this, this community enabled this to happen. And I'm just glad that the teachers in this school is, are so supportive and care so much about their students. And so not only is it so much better, but it's also your favorite subject, yeah. <laughs> which you never would have guessed no. probably. Okay, Monica. I can definitely say that one of the risks was time managing for me. As I mentioned before, I was in boarding school since seventh grade. I was terrible at time management. I did not, I wasn't able to do my homework perfectly on time. I always had to ask for extensions. And it's really hard to manage all of that without your parents, especially because you're just, 
by yourself, basically, even though you have support far back home. It's just you yourself at that moment. It's really tough to just kind of manage all of the time and homework and all that here. And Loomis, obviously, the workload has been a lot compared to middle school. And it's because it's high school, honestly. But then, as I mentioned, the schedule itself is really manageable here. And once you need like homework help or anything, we have resources here and the time management and all of that. Also, ISA is one of your source for advices. Mm -hmm. Obviously, now that I have experience, I kind of get the routine. But the amount of homework and the rotating schedule just allows you to kind of have more time to settle down yourself, but also work at the same time. Mm -hmm. So time management here in Loomis, it could be hard, but once you get to it, definitely doable Mm because your advice is from different sources, resources, all of that can kind of provide you all that comfort. Excellent. Yes. And now you'll be very well prepared heading off to college with the time management (laughs) piece. Yes. Um, So for me, it was definitely independence. Like when I didn't, before I came, I didn't realize how like dependent I was on my parents. And I think it's just like finding your own schedule, a balance between um, work and academics and like sports. But I like found like new interests and like things that I like to do on my own. And it's just, it's really nice. Like, I know I'll be like so ready for college coming out of boarding school and just like finding that independence from your parents. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you never know where that's going to take you, right? When you decide to come to a boarding school. So I'm glad to hear that everybody's learned, um, gone in places that they didn't necessarily anticipate. Okay. So just to wrap up, I'm just going to ask one final question and, um, not to put you on the spot, but advice, advice for students going through this process now or families, you know, things that you wish you had known, um, or things that someone told you that you were glad that you knew, um, anything that you can share? Um, I can definitely say, um, that I didn't know that there was a lot of resources here Mm -hmm. when I was new here, just freshly new. I don't know anyone. I was really hesitant and a little shy and introverted to reach out to new people, anyone, like even dorm parent, I didn't know that they could help me with so much. And dorm parents basically like your second parent, including prefects and RAs. Those are all of your resources that can be found in your dorm and your living place, basically like your home. So they're also one of the sources. And I did not even think about reaching out to them when I was so stressed and just missing home and everything. But once I reached my junior year, now that I realize and just the time and everything, I figured that dorm parents are definitely one of the sources that you could reach out to, even RAs and prefects, because they're around your age range and they're basically experiencing the same thing, except that they're a little older than you. That experience already is an advice that comes. And I think that that just I really should have known beforehand because they're so helpful in the smallest thing to the bigger problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So lots of resources, but peer to peer, not just the adults in the community and lots of different types of people around lots of different areas of your life. Resident hall being one of them, definitely. And, you know, that's your home away from home. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely have to agree with that. When you first come to miss everything, just really overwhelming but using your resources will definitely help you like your isa miss pond your dorm parents your prefects they're like basically older sisters my prefects helped me a lot last year and this year and 
there's just um just so much help around here like academics as well we have something called the qrc src writing studio and you're like never alone here like as far away as you are from home just there's always people here for you kind of coming in from a different perspective please coming into loomis i think um there's three things that i've in my mind the first thing is to bring um packaged food from home mm-hmm. because the f- the food in the dining hall is great but sometimes you just miss home from food of course and there are um restaurants that offer delivery um that's that's your country's origins food but there's always something that's missing so i suggest um international students especially to bring packaged food mm-hmm. from their ho- homes and the next thing is to buy a sim card this is uh, very buy important. a sim card everyone <laughs> this is very important because when i first um came to loomis they told me that the school wi-fi was really strong and i'm going to stay on campus so you don't need a sim card but like now that i start going out to school events and mm-hmm. other other events and activities I, I didn't have any Wi-Fi, so right. I didn't have any seller service. So. Right. When you're on the bus on the way to a game or something <laughs> or whatever. Yes. <laughs> so I re- really recommend um, buying a SIM card. Uh, Good advice. First thing you come in the airport or anywhere. Okay. Anywhere. And the last thing is that um, you should really bring an extra jacket because it's <laughs> real chilly out here. Yeah. We're looking out on snow right now. Yeah. <laughs> Bring an extra jacket, everybody. So very practical advice. Okay. Well, I just want to say thank you again. As I mentioned, this is our winter term testing period. You've taken time away from that to do this podcast, to give some advice, to share your journeys, to share your thoughts about your experiences at Loomis. I'm so grateful for you taking the time. So thank you so much. Thank you to our incredible international student ambassadors and thank you molly pond dean of international students who sounds like is doing an awesome job this is amy thompson thank you for listening 